0: Morning. This is Ab, and this is the Talk About God podcast. And we're gonna take a little little break from—I don't even remember what book we're in at this point—but um, take a little break in order to address some things. So, first and foremost, I don't think there's a single human on this planet that will disagree that what is happening to people is awful. Um, pretty sure it's a, I mean, I don't know. To say that it's a military blunder is, it, it just doesn't feel adequate enough. It, our, no matter how you voted and how you feel, our president made a really bad call. Really, really bad call. And it cost service members their lives. Which is quite literally the ultimate sacrifice, and it's awful. Um, now, that said, it, it is awful, and I don't want to dwell there. Reason being, we have a Father who loves us so incredibly that if we, in all circumstances, turn to Him and His Word, then everything's going to be okay. It'll work out one way or another. It doesn't mean it's not going to hurt. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be completely just, I don't know, gutted, I feel like is an appropriate word right now for how I feel. Um, and it, of course, we all have lives outside of what's going on in the world news, right? And so, that being said, it's a particularly difficult um, season. For our family. And so I take comfort in God. I take comfort in knowing that every bit of this is temporary. And that's going to sound callous to some. And if so, I'm sorry. Um, but it's true. And I hate to tell you, but this this world and this life, it is temporary. It will not last forever. But I know what does. And so when you put your faith and your hope and everything, and you put your everything in Jesus, then you are promised eternity. You are promised something that will last, something that will never cause you pain, harm, suffering. You're promised a gift of something so, so much better. So when things like this happen, it not mean being callous. I do mourn for those families that have lost, loved ones. Um, I mourn for those who are still there, for the servicemen and women who have literally spent 20 years doing nothing but keeping us all safe. And to have the prospect of all of that being for nothing is, it's just, it feels like, you know, it's heartbreaking and it's gutting but but god so here we go bible verses that refer to fear it is all over because i have heard many um in this time so incredibly fearful of what's going to happen so incredibly fearful of the future um i need us all to understand first off we've been at war for 20 years that is not new we did not realize we were at war on September 11th until we were attacked. So we've been at war longer than what we realized we were at war. Whether we are aware of it or not, there are people in this world who just want us dead. And so whether we're aware of it or not, I mean, based off of what our country stands for, we're just, we're just always going to be at war. I mean, and it goes the same for Christianity. You're always at war. There is a spiritual war raging. Whether you see it or not doesn't change the fact that you are. Right? So you can run around saying, oh, no, 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 no. We're not at war. We're not at war. Mm-mm. Nope, I'm, I'm not at war at all. I'm hunky-dunky. Well, it doesn't change the fact that the enemy's still gunning for you. He still wants your soul. And whether you like it or not, the enemy is still fighting. You may not be, but he is. Um, and he is always at work with you, always. So we have to figure out, and I'm not, I'm not saying this as if I have the answers, um, but we have to figure out a way to consume media through God's eyes, through God's lens, right? Because at the end of the day... He's the only one in control of anything. Um, And we also... Again, I feel like I've said it before... But I'll say it a thousand more times. We are the first generation who is able to get the news in play-by-play format. Every other generation has had to wait for it to come out. And the next days... Let me be clear. The next day it would come out in the newspaper. The newspaper would only have room for so many news stories, not all of them. You couldn't get every little gory detail of every little thing. Um, There were just, you know, however many they were allowed to fit in and that's what they did and that's what you got the next day, not the moment it was happening. So I do understand it's difficult it is so incredibly hard not to have reactions to these things, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a reaction. You should. Um, if your heart is not broken, then you need to you need to you know probably look at that. Um, if you are not crying out for justice, because there is someone responsible. Um, there are multiple. There are those who did it and carried out the act, and those who put our men um, and women in danger unnecessarily. Um, I'm not saying that they don't... That's not what they signed up for. I know that they signed up to be in danger. They signed up for so many things that I'm so thankful that they have been willing to do for us because I I do not think I could do it, and I am so unbelievably grateful to them. Um, But there was... A certain level of carelessness on our leader-in-chief. I mean, there's, there's no way. I, I, I don't have words. So, oh, we'll go to God's because mine are insufficient. And even if I thought that they were sufficient, they still would not be. So 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power Love and self-discipline. Going on, Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... Listen here. Every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know how many... You know how many Christians are hiding in caves right now and still experiencing the peace of God? That when they meet their end, when they are found, they say they have complete peace. They have a renewed fire for the Lord in a way that they are willing to die, gladly giving up their lives for His sake, not being willing to, to denounce him at any cost that's the peace of god that transcends all understanding i mean I, I come on first john four eighteen. there is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment the one who fears is not made perfect in love I apologize cuz I had to go in and like read that further and it made me lose my place. Psalm 56:3 When I'm afraid I put my trust in you. See, that's what I've noticed. When I get all scared and I start fearing I'm not trusting God. That's like a for me personally, it's a reminder that if I was trusting like, I'm supposed to. Like, I know I need to. It's not really that I'm supposed to. Like, if I don't trust God, I'm a disobedient child. It's, I don't trust God. I'm not doing what I need to do for me. Like, I'm not meeting my own needs. I have the ability to meet my own needs. I'm trying to be self-sufficient um, when I don't trust God. When I assume that I got this on my own. I mess it up. Every single time. and make no mistake when i do trust god there is still fear there is still doubt there is still anxiety that goes with it i mean the situation i'm walking through right now i cannot tell you how how many times i've questioned what i'm doing and then each time i've received reassurance in one form or another that that this is this is right it's hard and there are moments that i'm incredibly afraid but God, but God. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fear. Psalm 34, 4. Isaiah forty-one, ten. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Mm. God will be with you wherever you go. How amazing. How amazing and incredibly comforting is that? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs one seven. Proverbs 9.10, oh man, to fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I need to make sure we get this. When we fear God above all else, when we truly acknowledge that God has control over everything, every bla- blade of grass, every hair on your head, every even seemingly insignificant detail every annoying little mosquito god has control over the big and the small he controls everything everything the fact that i am sitting here breathing right now is surely by the grace of god and his goodness so when we get our perspective right and we realize how big and good God is and that in the end He he's already won he accomplished his goals on the cross when we get there Lord please be with him as he travels keep him safe um, when we when we get there everything else is insignificant in comparison I mean it is um it's a crazy thought. It's hard to truly like fully walk that out. It's something that quite literally comes over time. Um, but when you fear God and realizing how powerful, how large, how just incredibly other, He is so different from us. We try to fit Him in this box and think that He's human and He only. Well, you know, God can only, God can, no, God can all. God created trees from nothing. These do not exist anywhere else in the universe. God can do anything. He could squash our planet between his fingers if he wanted to. God is infinite. We are so incredibly tiny. When we put our perspective, or we fix our perspective to where it should be, then we can acknowledge the fact that even if, let's let's play devil's advocate here. Even if there's war here in the United States again, even if war comes here, which I know is all of our fear. I mean, it, there's no way that there's not. I mean, if you haven't thought about it yet, God bless you. You maybe maybe you have more faith than I do, um, but I, I do. I have a tendency to worry about these things and even if that happens even if god is still god i'm not saying he's going to save us all and he's going to protect us and none of us are going to die but god is still good god is still god and god will still hold to his promises and you know what he promised me he promised me that this life was going to be hard he promised me that it was not going to be easy he promised me that i was going to be hated because the world hated his son he promised me those things I'm not expecting cupcakes and rainbows from this life. I'm not. And if I am, I need to I need to get it back in the word and figure out exactly what God says about that because that's not what's that's not what's promised. But what he also promised was an eternity with no tears, no pain, no sorrow. Eternity after this life. And I think we get so caught up in thinking that this is supposed to be good, where I'm going to be a Christian, and all of a sudden, everything's going to be perfect. No, you're going to be a Christian, and then things are going to get real tough. You're going to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, and it's going to get real hard. It is, and it's going to be heartbreaking. And you know what? There is a chance you'll have to die. Why do we get it in our head that Jesus Christ is? Mm. Let me put it this way. Why do we get it in our heads that God would send his own son to the cross, but not us? I'm confused. We're supposed to walk it out. We're supposed to live as Jesus, but we're not supposed to die as him. We're not supposed to do what he says when he says, pick up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. We think that means what? To Starbucks? No, we are even called to die and i know it sounds terrifying for those of us who have not accepted this fact and don't acknowledge it there are those christians who are still scared of death let me tell you fearing nothing but god that means also not fearing death when you fear god alone when you keep your focus on what's going to come come judgment day When you have to stand before God and give an account for every word and every thought. Ooh, gotta think about that, huh? We have to account for every thought as well. So, when my focus is more heavenly minded, more judgment day minded, then death is an afterthought. Like, I'm not going to be worried about this. I'm going to be worried about what I'm going to have to say. When I stand before the Lord, I'm going to be worried. I'm going to be more concerned about making sure that I live my life in a way that I have as little as possible to answer for. I'm not perfect. Trust me, I'm going to have things to answer for, but I'm going to try and keep that list minimum if I can, As so far as it depends on me, and I'm going to rely on Jesus for everything else. Um... The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold, my life. Whom of whom shall I be afraid? There you go, Psalm twenty-seven one. Psalm fifty-six four. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Ooh, can we just blow that one up all over? Like can we not post that one? Where I'm gonna have to figure that one out. How to post that one all over everywhere. That, right there, that's the one. Psalms 56 4. Repeat it again. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Deuteronomy 31 8. The Lord Himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Do we forget so quickly that Jesus literally spent 40 days and 40 nights out in the desert, hungry, thirsty, and tired, while the devil toyed with him, and we think that we are immune. We think, "Oh, I'm saved. I'm saved. It's all good. The devil can't touch me now." Um, hold up. Jesus Christ, the perfect perfect sacrifice perfect man, the only one to ever walk this planet, literally got toyed with in the desert while he was starving and thirsty. I don't know about anybody else, but he was hangry and he still didn't sin. While being played with by the devil himself, we are going to face trials. We are going to face difficulty. We are going to be tested. Make no mistake, it's going to happen. What did Jesus do? You remember those bracelets, the WWJD? Oh my gosh, throwback. We need some of those. Anyway, um, what did Jesus do? He quoted scripture to Satan himself. He said, "But God, God says, God says, God says, all these things. Do not test him. You know, man doesn't live off bread alone, but for from every word of God." Like, he, he quoted scripture back to the devil while hangry and dying of thirst. And guess what? He should have died in the desert. Make no mistake. He was in the desert 40 days and 40 nights with no food and no water. Make no mistake. God was with him because he should have died. No human can walk through the desert in that manner and go without food and water 40 days and 40 nights and not die the devil tempted him but God was with him and he was with God Proverbs 29 25 fear of man will prove to be a snare whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe hey, did, am I, did I I know I, I caught that Proverbs. I'm going to read it again. Twenty-nine, twenty-five. Fear of man. We know what man is, right? The world. Humans. Um, war. Those who are trying to persecute and kill. Those who believe in Jesus Christ. Fear of man will prove to be a snare. Just in case we're not clear. A snare is a trap. It's going to catch you. Fear of man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Don't fear men. Don't fear men. Remember that this is temporary. Every bit of it. This world, this life, this body. It is all temporary. Men can only hurt your body. Honestly, they can only hurt your body. And don't get me wrong, I don't have, I have no, no desire to be in harm's way. I think that anybody has a desire to be in harm's way is a little crazy. Even our, our men and women serving in the military, they're not doing it because they desire to be in harm's way. They're doing it because they want to protect the rest of us that they have a love for our country so just know that no matter what happens to your body eternity comes next eternity comes next when you die if you're kingdom mindset when you die you should not be afraid to die because really death is just the beginning death is when things get really awesome for us christians anyway that's that's what our belief should be is that when we die we get to go to heaven we get to stand before jesus we get to be at peace those are all very 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 good things that i am quite honestly really looking forward to now don't get me wrong my flesh gets me sometimes i still get scared but god gotta run to god Isaiah forty one thirteen for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. John fourteen twenty-seven, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Do not I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Those are Jesus' words. Jesus said this. John fourteen twenty-seven, peace I leave with you. This is as the man is walking to die. Like, this is Jesus knowing he's about to hang on a cross. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. A.K.A. it's not superficial. It's not fake. There are no takesy-backsies. This is permanent. I give you peace. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Hebrews 13.6 So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Sorry, just random, like, not really random, but on the same topic. David stood as a child. We're going to say, maybe he was four foot tall. Against the giant Goliath, which I think rumor had it, he was like nine foot tall or something. Regardless, he literally looks at this huge man, David doesn't think, "Oh, I can take him down." David doesn't think, "Oh, he that guy's going to kill me." David goes, "Oh no, you didn't just assault or just insult my God, the God of Israel, the one true God. God is going to take you down, and I am going to be his instrument. I am going to be obedient to God and let him use me and be his instrument to take you down." there is a level of trust there that we could all learn from. Isaiah 43, 1. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters I will be with you when you pass through the rivers they will not sweep over you Romans 8:15 the spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you may live in fear again rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry abba father you are the sons and daughters of god be god The only God. That should give you... I don't want to say pride, because, I mean, pride has so many bad things associated with it. But, you gotta take comfort in that. You gotta know that, yeah, maybe you're gonna lose your life. It might happen. I'm not gonna sit here and try and tell somebody that you're not gonna lose... At some point, you're absolutely going to lose your life. That is fact. There is not a single person on the planet that is not going to lose their life at some point. But you gain so much when you lose it. And when you let go of that fear of losing it, when you give that fear to God and you say, you know what? I trust you. I trust you in knowing that at, my, at the time that you appoint, my life will end. It will be over and this will be gone and when it is you've promised me so much in return and i trust you for that i trust you for that and i'm looking forward to the promise that i know you'll fulfill oh man how freeing it is now does it mean that you might suffer i think that's really the root of it we're worried about suffering we like our comforts and don't give me i'm just as guilty and we are worried about suffering and that's I mean that's understandable. It doesn't say we won't suffer. If you look at what Jesus did on the cross, Jesus suffered. Majorly suffered. I'm not talking just a little bit. No, it was horrific. He died a horrific death for us. And if we are called to follow Jesus, just know there's going to be suffering. No doubts. There will be suffering. But God is still good. God is still good. He still has you. He still has me. He still has all of this. He still has those in Afghanistan right now hiding in caves in fear of their life. He has them. If they put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ, they will not perish but have everlasting life. He promises this. And He is good. And He will own His promises. He will fulfill them. He is not like us. He will not go back on His deal. He won't. He won't only fulfill parts of it. He will fulfill all of it. So I pray this morning that you get in the Word. I pray that this has encouraged you in some way. I'm glad. I'm glad for it. I'm, I'm glad for God's word. I'm glad for the things. And I, I mean, I didn't even scratch the surface. There's so many more verses on fear. Let me tell you. Um, just pray. Get in your word. Get in the word. And pray. Pray for our brothers and sisters who are putting their lives on the line to protect us. Here and there, pray for those brothers and sisters who are being persecuted, in- including and not limited to Canada. Hello, there are those being persecuted also in Canada. I get that it's not war quite like Afghanistan right now, but they still need prayer. Australia really needs prayer. I don't know if anybody is paying attention, but the world's on fire. The whole world. And so, pray. Don't don't let the burning world be something that causes you to stumble. Let it be something that drives you to your knees before God. I pray you have a blessed day. I pray that you keep your focus where it should be. Keep your focus on God. And I'm not saying that because it's easy. I'm not saying that I have perfected it. I'm not telling you that I am a master of this. I'm not. I'm preaching to myself just as much. It's not easy. It is a minute-by-minute check-in, especially for me at this point in time. And in this season, I have to check in with God regularly. Literally. Regularly. It is a play-by-play with the Lord. I'd prefer a play-by-play with the Lord than a play-by-play with the world. So I ask that you prayerfully put down the social media for a little bit. Turn off the news for a little bit. And remember that he's got this. He's got you. He's got me. He's got all this. And it may not look like what you want it to look like. It may not. I get that. We want heaven and we want heaven here and we want it now. And that's never been what he promised. So we got to get in his word to have any sense of understanding. I pray that he gives us wisdom, discernment, and justice. Please, Lord, give us justice for those who have lost their lives needlessly it didn't have to happen that way they are amazing people and I pray for their families get in the word